Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. When things are going well in our life and God seems to be answering all of our prayers for our practical living, how easy it is to rejoice in the Lord, even to boast to others of how marvelous it is to be saved and to love Jesus. But what if rather than grant every request for a good job and a happy family life or even a new house, the Lord were to allow us to be thrown into prison or even beaten? Then could we boast? Would we then be full of rejoicing and able to minister encouragement to others? Well, the book of Philippians shows us how the Apostle Paul related to such a situation, and it also gives us a way to be brought into the real experience of practical salvation. We're happy to have Dennis Higashi with us again today. It's always good to have you uh, drop by when you're able to. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Chris. It's good to be back again. Dennis, we've seen now in our first messages in this life study of Philippians that it's very meaningful to understand the circumstances that Paul was in when he wrote this letter dealing with the experience of Christ. In virtually every verse, he's pointing us and bringing us to one thing, and that is the genuine experience and enjoyment of Christ. Take a minute as we begin, Dennis, and remind our listeners of the context of Paul's own experience here. Of course, we know that Philippians was written by Paul when he was in prison in Rome in a remote place away from so many of the uh, genuine believers at that time. And so this was the environment. Paul was not in a palace. He was in a prison. And in this prison, uh, this divine and mysterious revelation of experiencing Christ and taking Christ as his living, as his pattern, as his goal, as his power, and as his secret came out. And so I'm excited, Chris, that we are now covering the book of Philippians. It really has many, many aspects and experiences of this rich Christ. Dennis, I think it'd be helpful if we picked up Paul's own word, not about this terrible situation that he was in, but rather about what his expectation and hope was in the midst of the situation. I'll read maybe three verses, beginning with verse 19. For I know that for me, this will turn out to salvation through your petition and the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing I will be put to shame. But with all boldness, as always, even now, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether through life or through death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Dennis, let's join Witness Lee uh, with the first section of our message today. The salvation is the one that was according to his earnest expectation and hope. What hope? The hope was that... In nothing he was put to shame, but with all boldness, as always, even now, Christ 
shall be magnified. The practical enjoyment of the salvation, that is, in nothing, that man, the Apostle Paul, was put in shame. But in everything, with all boldness, as always, even now, Christ was magnified in his body. This was the kind of salvation. To enjoy this kind of salvation is just to live Christ. So, verse 21 says, For me to live is Christ. We all must see there is a key point to enjoy this salvation. That is the bountiful supply of uh, the Spirit of Jesus Christ. All the happenings to him turn out to salvation through what? Through the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And this happened according to his expectation and hope that in nothing he would be put in shame. But with all boldness, as always, if now, Christ would be magnified in his body. For to him to live was Christ. Very meaningful. You have salvation here. You have Christ here. You have in between these two the bountiful supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. And this bountiful spirit is just in between the salvation and Christ. For us to uh, enjoy, to experience Christ as our salvation, regardless in what kind of circumstance, the key is the bountiful supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Today, this spirit is within us, as he was within Paul during Paul's time of his uh, imprisonment. So he enjoyed the salvation there in this way according to what he expected and hoped. Dennis, this is a, quite an interesting little three-verse section here. Uh, we begin in verse 19 with Paul saying, I know that this shall turn out to my salvation. And then in verse 21, at the end of the section, he says, for me to live is Christ. So obviously, putting these verses together, Paul equated these two as one thing, not two separate things. For him, salvation was to experience Christ. But I'd like to talk about the key that's between these two bookends, Dennis, the key that for all of us who desire to have such an experience of Christ, we all need this uh, discovery as well, don't we? I appreciate how Brotherly has brought this out. When we think of salvation, we may think of some kind of eternal destiny, something in eternity, something for the future. But Paul very much brought out here, he was in prison. He didn't need something as an eternal destiny. He needed a salvation at that time. And in Paul's feeling and in Paul's concept, salvation equaled a person. And this person is the bountiful supply, who is the Spirit. It's just amazing to me. I mean, I like even Paul's use of the word bountiful. Yeah. This means that Paul was not just there barely making it. Uh, he was in prison actually enjoying a very full 
an all-inclusive and unlimited supply, and that supply is just the Spirit today, who is the all-inclusive Christ. Mm. To me, Chris, this is so practical and this is so available. I appreciated how Brother Lee said that this Spirit, this bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, is not only in Paul, but it is also in us as the believers today. Dennis, we want to jump forward now. We're going to go up to verse 25, and that verse picks up at this point. It says, And being confident of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of the faith. Uh, We're seeing Paul's experience in the first portion. Dennis, in the last two portions of our broadcast today, I think we're going to see how this translated into a supply and real help for those he was caring for in Philippi. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Verse 25, and being confident in these, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of the faith. Progress is the growth. And then, what is joy of the faith? The joy of the faith is the enjoyment of Christ. Progress here refers to growth in life. And joy here refers to the enjoyment of Christ. When Paul was there, whether he was outside of the prison or inside the prison, when he was there living, he was a strong factor. A strong factor of the saint's progress and a strong factor of the saint's joy. Just because of that one man. Oh, the growth of life was going on in all the churches. Not only so, just because of that one man. Oh, all the churches were filled with the enjoyment of Christ. The joy. Don't you believe that it should be the same today? I like to point out to you, we may be a very good Christian for years, yet we don't have any growth in life, no progress. And we may be a very good Christian for years, but we don't have any joy. In other words, we don't have any enjoyment of Christ. We need the growth in life. We need what? The enjoyment of Christ. We need the progress and the joy of the faith. How about you? Sorry to say, I did see in the past years many good Christians. Yet, with them, there has been no growth in life. With them, there has been very little of the enjoyment of Christ. So they don't have the progress and they don't have the joy. How about your progress? And how about your joy? We need the progress and we need the enjoyment. Well, Dennis, there are two obvious items that we could focus on in this verse, uh, the progress and the joy in the faith. You know, as we look at Paul here, here he's been imprisoned and yet he's full of this experience of Christ and full of joy, full of rejoicing. 
and his desire for the saints uh, back in Philippi and all the churches really to bring them into this same experience. It was really something, wasn't it? It sure is, Chris. Uh, This is an amazing verse, I think, showing us that we can progress in faith. It's not just an objective one initial time that we receive the Christian faith, but this shows that in the experience of the Philippian believers, when you have a person like Paul, their actual faith progresses and their joy progresses. And I think this not only has something to do with the believers in Philippi, but very much has something to do with Paul because Paul was such a person, his presence and his person did make a difference. When he was there, the Philippian believers could progress in their enjoyment of Christ, which is the joy, and in their progress of faith, which is the growth in life. And so I believe it does make a difference. Of course, in the context here, Chris, we can see that Paul had the option of departing to Christ, which individually would be far better for him. But For the body's sake, Paul realized he had to be on the earth as a minister to um, benefit the believers who were still on the earth. Dennis, we're going to stay on this point because it is critical. In the printed life study message, if uh, any of our listeners receive that, they'll notice that in this portion of message number seven, where we're at today, uh, there's several references to this word channel. Paul himself became a channel, uh, such a supply to the believers in these items to bring them into a greater enjoyment, a joy, and even to bring them progress in their faith and development in their faith. Uh, He doesn't use the word channel in the spoken message we're going to hear, but we really want to see him in that light, I think, in this uh, coming section. It's really a a window into the kind of person the Apostle Paul was to be such a channel of supply. Let's go to Witness Lee for that. Verse 26 says, that your boasting, your rejoicing, your glorifying may abound in Christ in me. At that time, you look at the picture. All the Gentile believers, like those in Philippi, they were boasting, they were rejoicing, they were glorifying in power. They were not happy in those Judaistic preachers. They didn't glorify in those preachers, but they did in the Apostle Paul. Why? Because the Apostle Paul magnified Christ to the uttermost. The Apostle Paul lived Christ to the uttermost. And the Apostle Paul transfused Christ to the uttermost. And the Apostle Paul ministered Christ to all the churches with all the saints to the animals. So all the saints did have something to boast in this apostle. Suppose this apostle by that time died. Then what? Then their boasting is somewhat permanent. If he still lived, still remained, you read these two verses, 25 and 26, and being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of the faith, comma, that your boosting may abound in me, in Christ, through my presence again with you. The most crucial point is this, that 
in the body life, there is the need of some like the Apostle Paul. When he dies, my goodness, the transfusion of Christ is interrupted. When he lives, and this transfusion will continue, then we could boost in this one. I say this strongly. All the leading ones in any local church should be ones like this. If you die, that really means something. If you remain to live there, my, this means a lot. But whether this or that, it all depends upon the amount of Christ you live and the amount of Christ you minister to others and the amount of Christ you pass on to others. How much Christ you infuse people with. Sorry to say, some of the leading ones, whether they die, whether they live, it makes no difference. Of course, we like everything live, right? But, uh, you know, sometimes one sense lives or dies, makes no difference. We all must realize that we should make some difference. If we live here, it is something. If we die, it is another thing. This all depends upon what? This all depends upon our living Christ. To what extent, what amount will live Christ? To what amount Christ could be magnified in us? To what amount Christ could be not only preached to others, but transfused into others. Christ could be transferred from the depth of our being to people's being. I tell you, this makes difference. Well, Dennis, this is a, a marvelous point. I think there's no question. Mm. Paul was one that not only lived Christ and enjoyed Christ himself, even in the midst of these harsh circumstances, but he was surely one who became such a channel of supply of this very same Christ to the churches and to the saints wherever he had contact. Right. Dennis, there are many prominent leaders in Christianity today, and they are esteemed and appreciated for their gift, maybe their eloquence, or maybe even their power. But is this the kind of channel that Paul had become to the Philippians? Well, there's not much place in prison to exercise your gift, eloquence, or power. <laughs> uh, and so Paul's example here, of course, uh, in this in America, we we are not uh, you know usually in prison. You know, I like to back up here, Chris, to say that to me, what an astounding statement for a man, Paul, to declare that for him to live was Christ. That's not even a human thought. I mean, because you and I, when we live, you live Chris and I live Dennis. It's just automatic. Right. But here is a, a human person who's declaring, uh, and it gets put into the Bible, that he is a man who is living Christ. This shows that Paul's entire being was wrapped up with this very Christ. Of course, through his regeneration, the life of Christ came into him. The believers, through receiving the Lord, through believing, they'll all receive the life of Christ. But everything stops there. 
Paul went on, not only did he receive the life of Christ within him, he lived Christ without. In other words, Paul and Christ had one life and one living. When you saw Paul there in prison, you saw Christ because Paul magnified Christ. Chris, this is amazing to me. What a thought. I know you had a broadcast on this matter of magnifying, shown or declared great. To the Roman guards, to the whole praetorium, to so many people, Christ was just minuscule. But here was a man who magnified Christ. Christ became great and exalted through a living of a man on the earth. It's just too impressive. And this is the kind of man that became a channel of supply. And it made a difference whether Paul lived or died right? because it made a difference to the believers in Philippi. When he was living, he became such a channel to live Christ and to minister Christ. So today I think we all need to uh, see Paul as our pattern. In order to be the proper channel that benefits the body of Christ today, we need to be those who live Christ. Dennis, not only was he a channel and source of supply to the believers in Philippi or maybe all of the other churches in Asia that he was caring for at that time, but uh, we're still benefiting today. He's been a channel of supply to us, of course, through the uh, sovereign writing of uh, the Scripture and incorporating not just Paul's teaching and doctrine, but really here we're seeing the person that, as you said, has one living with the resurrected Christ. Right. Uh, how much help have we gotten, Dennis, from such a brother? To me, these are the one of the most uh, experiential and subjective uh, life study messages available. Chris, to come back to this matter of that Christ was Paul's life within, and Paul was Christ living without. They just they just lived together as one person. Mm-hmm. You could say that Paul's life within was just Christ, but Christ needed Paul to magnify him. Paul needed Christ as his life, but Christ needed Paul to magnify him. I mean, it's just amazing. Otherwise, Christ is just too small. Even today, who knows Christ, not just the name of Christ, not just the religion, but who knows Christ in practicality, in actuality? The ones who see Christ are the ones who magnify Christ today. Mm -hmm. And so we all have Christ as our life within. Now this very Christ should be our living without. And this living without is expressed in Paul for me to live as Christ. And this Christ is just magnified. I, I just appreciate this word that today we can be believers who magnify Christ, make Christ great, shown great, declared great in the sight of others. Yeah, the lesson, Dennis, is uh, it was Christ who was magnified. It was magnified in the person Paul. Yes. And we don't elevate Paul per se, but we surely elevate the one who has been magnified in the living that he demonstrated. Absolutely. Tremendous word, Dennis. I wish we had more time. I I myself could benefit by lingering here for for a good while. Uh, It's very good to have you back. We'll uh, try to get you in the studio uh, once again very soon. Okay. Let us point out these printed messages that Dennis was uh, recommending and referring to. We're talking about the two-volume set of the Life Study of Philippians, and all of these messages in their printed form are absolutely marvelous. Uh, They carry our our highest recommendation. I think this touches something in every genuine child of God to aspire to be uh, living in in this realm of experience that the Apostle Paul was uh, manifesting to all of the uh, believers and to us today. So for those messages, you can contact us. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3787. 
888-888. Or you can write to us at Living Stream Ministry. It's Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Uh, we also have a website located at www.lsm.org. And you can reach us by email simply by sending it to radio at lsm.org. For Dennis Agashi, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. Are you enjoying this program online or on a smartphone right now? Did you know there's much more from Living Stream Ministry that you can carry with you? Go to lsm.org slash ePublications to discover all that we have available for your tablet, e-reader, or smartphone. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can read this ministry on any PC, Mac, Android, Palm, Blackberry, Sony, or Linux device. Everything from the recovery version of the Bible to the complete life study messages and a vast array of other titles by Witness Lee and Watchman Nee are now just a touch away. The Word of God is rich and weighty, but now you can take it with you wherever you go. Again, the website, lsm.org slash ePublications. Thanks for listening today. What is the church? The church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all in all. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 23. The body of Christ is not an organization, but an organism, constituted of all the regenerated believers for the expression and activities of the head. The body of Christ is the issue of the incarnated, crucified, resurrected, and ascended Christ, who has come into the church. By means of the ascended Christ's heavenly transmission, we are made one with him, and thus his body is produced. Scripture, Ephesians 1.23, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.